This is the daily podcast from St. Paul's Knightsbridge. An invitation to pause for not more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect and to pray. This week, Roland Brunner and Michael Koenig invite you to join them on a musical and theological exploration of the world of Bach's chorale preludes. These are the Holy Ten Commandments that our Lord God gave through Moses, his loyal servant, on Mount Sinai, Kyrie Eleison. I am your God alone, the Lord. You shall not have other gods beside me. You shall trust me fully and love me from deep within your heart, Kyrie Eleison. Martin Luther's versification of the Ten Commandments was published in 1524. It is a hymn in 12 verses, of which I just read out the first two. Luther not only translated the Bible into German, he also turned major parts of it into poems, hymns, and he wrote his catechisms. He wanted to ensure people could digest the Bible's core messages easily, and help to remember them. And in fact, Bach is doing exactly the same in his choral preludes. And how does he do it? He uses symbols that musicians and listeners at his time may have understood. Today's choral prelude, for instance, is written as a fugue. This means it follows specific, highly sophisticated rules. One could even say, in order to compose a fugue, one has to follow musical commandments. Moreover, the fugal subject is derived from the choral melody and contains repeated notes of the pitch of G. This sounds almost like the chiseling of the Ten Commandments into the stone tablets. In the first bar, furthermore, the note G sounds exactly ten times. And over the course of the entire choral prelude, the fugal subject appears ten times. In terms of character, there is quite a difference between yesterday's and today's choral prelude. The Ten Commandments are presented as pretty uplifting, even though one would expect to get a bit more of a serious and oppressive tune when it comes to the law. What's behind that, Michael? I think the whole character of this choral prelude is jaunty and dance-like because Bach wanted to equate that with freedom and with life to the fullest. So for Bach, the Ten Commandments were the God-given tools that allowed all people to live in the uttermost freedom. This is, to an extent, an approach similar to the tenets of social contract theory. And this social contract theory was heavily discussed in Germany at the time when Bach wrote this choral prelude, that is, the mid-18th century. Leipzig, where Bach 
held the position of the Thomas Cantor, furthermore, was one of Germany's most eminent university cities. And we know that Bach socialized in the enlightened intellectual circles of the city. Therefore, one could argue that freedom obtained by keeping the law is the main theme of our choral prelude today. Ah, okay. So this explains the last verses of Luther's poem, which translates as, All your commandments were given to us so we can learn how to live virtuously. And then comes something which I absolutely admire about Martin Luther. Whenever he talks about the Old Testament, he literally always links it to Jesus Christ. There is this German saying that all roads lead to Rome. In Luther's case, all roads lead to Jesus Christ. He is Martin Luther's epicenter. And for example, this is also the reason why he is not very much in favor of the saints as intermediators for our intercessions. In fact, he rejects this role of the saints. There is a direct communication line between us and Jesus. Through our faith alone, we are all connected with him. And this explains the last line in today's poem. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who became our intermediator, help us. Kyrie eleison. You can join Michael and Roland tomorrow as they explore another chorale prelude and on Wednesday evening at 8.30 London time for a live video seminar in our Zoom room followed by Compline. And this is just one of many podcasts you can find from St Paul's Knightsbridge on SoundCloud or Spotify. Check out our website for details.